Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Where would winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year rank? I mean, you've accomplished a lot, man. How how important would that award be, though? Like, it's got to be a cool honor. It would. It's probably the best award out there, to be honest with you, because it reflects not only on your play, but who you are off the field. It's probably the most coveted award in our game today. What is up, Not Just Football fans? We are back with another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. I, of course, am your host, number 97, Cam Hayward. And with me, as always, my producer and longtime friend, Hayden Walsh, is here as well. We have a special guest coming off of this week. Uh, as most of you know, we had a special week uh, down in Atlanta. And this dude just got his first touchdown. So... Welcome back, little brother, Connor Hayden. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Hayden. What's up? Uh, but Bro, you're going to have to talk more than that. Uh-uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> come on, you're going to have to wake up. I know you just got off the nap. You know, this has come from the kid who's got no kids, but I'm going to need you to turn up, just like you did in Atlanta. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Uh, thanks for having me. But uh, I feel well. Uh, I feel good, uh, you know. It was cool to have my, my first touchdown back at home, but, you know, it's on to Baltimore, and like Coach says, we just got to keep on stacking them. Thank you, Connor Hayward. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do want to say thank you for coming on. You're the first reoccurring guest. We don't, I don't think yeah. we were planning on doing this, but, you know, your big weekend this weekend, and thank you for waking up from your nap, and we're sorry we woke you up to come on and talk to <laughs> us today. That is the baby of the family. He still gets to sleep. Yeah, he gets to sleep in. He doesn't have kids. Connor, what was it like, though, man? How was it back being home? Ton of Steeler fans in the crowd. And I'm sure you had a bunch of friends at the game. Got the first touchdown. I know you're on to Baltimore, but take us through the moment and how awesome it was to score in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, it was super awesome. But uh, so Pat had the nice uh, catch and long run. And then next play, they subbed me in. Uh, he needed a little breather. And then the play actually went, we like, it got like blown dead. I didn't know if it was like on us or something, but it was blown dead or whatever. Uh, it might have been on them. And then Coach Fredo still kept me in. And then uh, we ran a, uh, yeah, we went empty, I think, on the play. And uh, I was number three receiver on the inside, and it was a two safety look. And when that happens, I have to split the safeties, uh, and, and the safety kind of had me in the man look. It almost looked like, and uh, he'd been on the out part. And after that, uh, it just you know it was Kenny throwing me the ball, and you know he put the ball in the money. Yeah, like if you, uh, it's funny. Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna go through this a little bit better because Connor just ran through it. So Pat stumbled down the field man he got free um you know kept his kept his footing was able to break some tackles um what was like a a 50 45 or 50 yard run mm -hmm. um you know we needed that move the ball flip the field uh we got down like connor said we we got a dead ball and connor went in uh for pat and then you know if you look at that route that's a route connor has run so many different times like you look at that play, and if I'm not wrong, like that was the same play you ran for the touchdown in Michigan State, right? Uh, it's the same area, but in the Michigan State game, I ran a seam that was more like a knot, a stick nod route. So I'm selling the mm -hmm. out, and you can slide step it with one step, or 
Uh, depending on how you're being played, you can kind of sell it with, you know, two or three more steps if you have to. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's a play where if you catch it, it's going to be in the back of the end zone, and usually it's a little harder than that. And then how eerie is this? Did you see the thing on Twitter showing you and Dad had the same, like, type of touchdown? Yeah, it was, like, in the same area, same spot. Uh, yeah. Andre was showing me that. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, I get on Instagram – a little bit more than Twitter. Uh, oh, you're he's a he's a Insta. He's that's a an age thing, Cam. That's just an age thing. That's all. He's that a Finsta. Now I'm like the old dude on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a Finsta. I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Connor, how quickly did you realize you were open? Because like from where I was sitting, you you beat your man pretty quick. It was just a matter of Kenny getting you the ball. Yeah. Uh, once I came out the out part of the route. Uh, I, I kind of knew that um, if he throws any ball, I was going to score. And luckily he did. Uh, you know, hopefully he does that, you know, for more times to come. <laughs> <laughs> Were you – was it moving in slow motion when it happened, when he threw the ball? Yeah. The ball felt like it was in the air forever. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yo, how worried were you about the feet? How worried were you about your feet, though? Because it was at the it was at the back of the end zone. No, I wasn't worried. Uh -uh. You thought yeah, you were we in? worked out all the time every Friday. Um, so you know you practice like you play, and you know we've been in a lot of situations like that. Um, we worked two uh, two point conversions all the time, and being in the end zone, uh, so I felt pretty prepared. Yeah, like they they definitely work those those all the time, and you know you can go back to like training camp, you know them working the drills versus the defense and it's like it, there were times where connor didn't get both feet in but now he's getting both feet in and it, it just goes back to your practice and your habits um but you know it was a heck of a play um you know it was a pretty emotional moment it it was loud as as hell in there when when you scored like everybody was on the edge of their seat and screaming when you scored yeah honestly i don't even remember hearing anybody uh, the only time I really like listened to how loud the stadium got was when Minka got the interception and the crowd erupted. Oh. But like with me, I kind of just like zoned out. And like before I knew it, Gentry was like in my face hugging uh, Najee, George. So, you know, everybody was like, why you ain't celebrate? I was like, you don't like everything just happened so fast. And I didn't know what to do. I'm, I'm not a dancer or anything. <laughs> you didn't have anything ready you had nothing ready to no, celebrate with when you scored I, no i've never celebrated really i mean nothing like crazy Wait, I, was, I was getting ready for you to do your gritty dance no, uh -uh. the one you do in the locker room all the time <laughs> no i can't dance no nah. not saying i won't you know going forward but uh-uh wasn't feeling it right there not the first one yeah well you need to get one for the many more that are coming okay <laughs> No, and like, okay, so I'll be honest, like when it happened, so the series before I had gotten the sack and then the next series they went out and he had gotten a touchdown and like, man, it hit me and I was not ready for that moment. I'm glad there was no cameras. You know, Coach T had to come over, had to come up to me and was just like, hey man, get it together. He's a stealer. Stop, stop, stop making him your brother. And I, I, I like was I was messed up. I had to like put the helmet over my face. Like I was like, please do not look at me right now. I made sure there was no camera next to me. So, but it was a really cool moment. Yeah, no, and I actually saw a quote 
that Coach T said he doesn't talk to Connor, he talks to Cam, and that you were getting pretty emotional during the game. There's actually a clip on Twitter going around. You seem like it took you over a little bit there, man. It definitely did. Wait, there's a clip? There's a clip of you walking off the field talking oh. about how he said you, you went in big brother mode there for a minute. I lost you for a minute. Almost like he lost his captain because you had went to like just a proud big brother. I was, I was, I was, I'll admit it. Like, I was not ready for that moment. And, and like, you know, just the day in itself, the week in itself, it had been like a really cool week and just being back in Atlanta. Uh, you know, it's funny because Friday we got in town and we were supposed to go to my dad's grave. And my mom texted me when we were on our way out and she was like, it's closed, you can't go. And so that kind of upset us. Like we were just quiet in the car, and then, um, you know, we had some people check, and then they were like, "There's no gate; you can just go." And so we ended up waking up that morning and going, and then just like, you know, just I always say this: like God and my dad are always working together, and it just, you know, for me to wind up in Pittsburgh, for him to wind up in Pittsburgh, um, you know, to be back in Atlanta, um, where we don't know when the, when the next time we'll ever play, or if I'll even get a chance to play there again. Um, but you know, I always relish those moments to go back to Atlanta, um, because we have family there. We have friends there. Like after the game, we saw our middle school basketball coach yeah. showing up there. Like that was crazy. Like me and Connor and our other brother, Corey, we all argue about who had the better middle school basketball team. What she said was my no. basketball team. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, we beat, we were in seventh grade and we beat his eighth grade team. We played them. You didn't beat my eighth grade team. You beat Corey's eighth grade team. We're not going to get no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, in middle school, guys. Come on. the team that won the championship the year before us when we were in seventh grade, we beat them. We played. We were their managers and beat them. Like we were the GBL team because that now the seventh and eighth graders can play in uh, middle school. Yeah, together. we couldn't. That just means your eighth grade team was no, trash. because they because they, they went undefeated and they beat everybody else. Yeah, but they weren't <laughs> us. All right, Can you guys stop <laughs> fighting over the fictitious eighth grade basketball game that can't happen, okay? Cam's team was probably the best because Cam was bigger than everybody and had a beard, so he just dunked Bats. on everybody, okay? That's the Bats. problem, Connor. You guys want everybody that can match up with Cam. That's the argument. Yes, it's over, did. okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, Hayden took my side for one time? That well, is I saw a- your eighth grade basketball team. You you looked like a teacher playing basketball. It was an unfair advantage. It was. Yes. Cam and them are Cam and them are being you and Corey in high school too. <laughs> Listen, we're moving on. Here. <laughs> moving on here. Moving on. All right. Okay. Um, but congratulations, Connor. Really happy for you, man. And get a dance ready for the next time you score, dude. We want to see you do something after you put the ball in the end zone. I'm a nene. Yeah. Hey, no, you're not. You're not going to nene. You are not going to nene. No, but I want to ask you, uh, Kenny said uh, that he said something to you before the game. Is that true? Yeah, uh, before we usually run out, like, at the tunnel. He, we're, like, always usually, like, somewhere in the front. You know, Marcus up there in the front getting everybody hyped. But we're, like, kind of, mm-hmm. like, in the middle to the front, and he was just like, let's go get this one for your pops. And then after he threw mm-hmm. it to me, he was like, that's for your dad. That's dope. Very nice. That's what you like to hear from your quarterback. Did, did you get Did you get a ball? Did you get to keep yeah, the ball? Yeah, Lou came up to me on the sideline and was like, I got the ball, and then it's in my locker right now. 
Okay. We're, we're going to get that painted up, make sure it's nice. You can frame that. You got you to gotta keep the first one. Yeah. But it ain't the last yeah. one. Uh-uh. All right. So last question, and I'll let you get out of here. Um, not even a question, more of a statement. Give me your, what, what you think about your offense right now. I think we're playing really well right now. Uh, I think – uh, we're getting giving the defense the time to rest, uh, driving the ball up and down the field. We just got to score a little bit more in the red zone, make those three points turned into you know six points, and you know come in knock the extra point down. Uh, but uh, you know I think as long as you um, end each 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 possession with the ball uh, and it ends with a, a kick, that's good. A, a punt, um, field goal, or you know just whatever. You need to do to win, flip flip the field, uh, keep y'all always in a you know good situation, uh, and I feel like we've been doing that more often than not. Uh, but you know, just score more in the red zone, and uh, you know, just not hurt ourselves. Uh, I think we're last game we had too many penalties, uh, but you know, we'll get that corrected, you know, tomorrow. Okay, I'll follow up with this. Um, what's been the turnaround in the run game since the bye? Because I feel like that has been, you know, something that's really improved. Um, and you're seeing our, our offense really cooking, uh, running the ball. I would just say from a mindset, uh, the guys up front and all the backs, uh, Najee, Benny, Jalen, and then McFarland, uh, everybody just having that downhill uh, mindset. And, you know, if there's not gonna not a hole, uh, they're going to make one mindset. And, uh, you know, you see Najee running with that and, uh, you know, leading everybody now and uh, everybody's following him. And But that starts up in practice. I feel like we've just been practicing well and uh, everybody's just been more locked into the details. Awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We didn't want to keep you on too long. We know you got to get back to your rest. Uh, <laughs> no, you feel I'm like you just now. woke up. No, you're so, not. No, you're no. not. You slept through this entire interview, but we thank I'm you for coming on to show us your face. Look, look, now he's getting closer to the screen. Don't get closer, don't get closer to the camera. You have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see y'all. All. <laughs> all right, brother. Appreciate you. you. Proud of you. Man. Thank you. See y'all. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh, my. The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge smoked sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckridge Sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. I want to thank Connor for joining us. Awesome moment to have him on the show, Cam. But I think the one thing I want to talk about now is today you were nominated for, as the Steelers representative for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Awesome accomplishment. I think it's the couple, a couple years in a row now. Um, I kind of want you to go Nick Saban here, like halftime of the Big Ten Championship, and tell us why you should win. Uh, why I should win? Um <laughs> I don't. I will not do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna go Bama. Bama route on you because it doesn't even work. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, just speaking on the st- the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, you know, Walter Payton was a you know a great football player on the field, uh, but a better man off. Um, and the lasting impact he had uh, for those around him, you know, will live on for generations. Um, I've got a, a chance to interact with his family before, and every time I do, it's you know it's like you're talking with fam- your your own family, and uh, they're they're wholesome people. Um, and then just the award itself, uh, you see guys like how we had uh, Anthony, uh, you know Whitworth on, and you know hearing Big Wit sp- speak about it and. You know, you see the work he d- he did. J.J. Uh, Watt, uh, him donating money when um, there was a hurricane. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Calais Campbell. Um, there's been numerous amount of guys. Jerome Bettis, he actually surprised me at the facility uh, and presented me with uh, my nomination this year, which I was not ready for. Um, I was like. Guys, y'all got to tell me like at least the day before so I don't look like I'm just waking up going into a meeting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's 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 a award that's coveted by, um, you know, it's, it's been held by so many great players in our league, Peyton Manning. Um, and these men uh, who, who have been who have held it um, have just gone on to just uh, they play with their hearts on the field, um, but they give their hearts off the field. Um, and they make sure, uh, they give back to their communities. Um, everybody's got a different story and the, the other 31 men that I'm involved with, uh, in being nominated with this award, they're doing great things as well. Uh, so it's always a pleasure to give back. Um, you know, I, I think this, this award this year has just made me think about, um, what my mom and dad have given me and allowed me to understand um, the power of parents the, and the power of loss. Um, for me especially, I got to learn from my dad um, and my grandfather, uh, Rufus Jordan, who was a, a um, teacher for over 30 years in the Pittsburgh community um, and, you know, then went on to be a part of the, the Board of Education um, and even when I'm out in the community, as much as I hear about my dad, I hear about my grandfather as well. Um, and I hear how much he did for teachers and how much he was able to affect the community. Um, you know, I was out at the grocery store literally today and she said the, 
the Board of Education would be so much better if they had a Rufus Jordan today. And they would be they wouldn't have the problems they had because they had Rufus Jordan. And I hear about how he stuck up for teachers and gave them extra uh, support um, and went to bat for teachers. And uh, this climate we're in now is not easy on teachers, to say the least. So um, those have been my role models. They felt mold, mold me. And, you know, if I'm ever worthy of winning that award, um, those are the, you know, besides you know, I have to give credit to my dad. I have to give credit to my grandfather, but I also have to give credit to my mom because, you know, they helped raise me. They showed me uh, how to give back and how to, you know, connect with my community. Uh, and I always look forward to doing that. Yeah. And I know we've talked before about it, but uh, you, I think you have two programs, one honoring your dad and one honoring your grandpa. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about those and what you do with the community in those. Yeah, so we've uh, started the Craig's Closet Initiative uh, a couple years back. Um, we now have six locations, and we're working towards 10, uh, where we uh, go inside schools uh, or um, or inside of places that uh, are community-based where a lot of people go, uh, where we set up closets, where or not even closets, but bigger rooms, where we have suits that are donated, ties, um, nice shirts, um, you know, um, sh uh, belts as well. Um, and my dad's biggest thing was when he was in high school and college, he only had one suit. So now we get to do the same for another person and provide a suit for a young man who has college interviews, job interviews, proms, uh, homecomings, you name it. Uh, and if you just need a suit because you need to feel good, because that is very important for a young man's uh, going forward. Um, and then, you know, if you look at um, what we've done for my grandfather, when my grandfather passed away, we uh, decided to do uh, little libraries. We actually have one little library outside my grandparents' house um, up in East Liberty, Pittsburgh. And um, it's, it's a little library where we built like these almost like bigger birdhouses. And uh, you put in books. And you take out books and, you know, it's for people to read. You know, we we put in kids books, we put in uh, financial literacy books, um, you know, any type of book, uh, because, you know, not many people have the amenities to even make it to a library. Uh, so providing them opportunities to read is big. Um, you know, my kids love to read and I want them to understand that, you know, it's it's not just a given right to read, but it should be. Um, and you know, everybody, every kid should have the, you know, fundamentals and the resources to be able to read a book. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And I've, I've known about you doing that for a long time and it's always so cool that you do. Um, where would winning the Walter Payton man of the year rank? I mean, you've accomplished a lot, man. How, how important would that award be though? Like it's gotta be a cool honor. It would, it's probably the best award out there to be honest with you. Um, you know, I know Super Bowls, uh, are one thing and MVPs, but um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, because it reflects not only on your play, but who you are off the field, it's probably the most coveted award in our game today. Um, and the most, it's the most, it's the best award individually. Obviously, I work towards the Super Bowl and, you know, I bleed, sweat, uh, and shed tears just for this game, but um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year is something special. Yeah, we need to get you this year. You, you've been nominated enough, okay? So thank you for going full Nick Saban here. I think it was about seven minutes. You just went, great job. 
Uh, hey. Nick Saban would be proud of what you just did. Uh, yeah, at least I can get it. Hopefully, I can get it done. <laughs> yeah, you got to get the top four though, because Saban couldn't get couldn't pull it off. Um, yeah, but great work, man. Really proud of you. And, you. and let's, like I said, let's get you this W on the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Appreciate it. Um, so, how was it playing back home this weekend, man? It was like a home game. Man, it was fun. I loved going back to Atlanta. Um, that was just a fun atmosphere to be a part of. Um, you know, I've always relished um, just places my dad's been. Um, you know, in college it was, or even in high school, we had our our semifinal um, for the state championship in the Georgia Dome, and I, I love that. Uh, in college, to end my my career, uh, my college career, we played in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans uh, Super Superdome, um, and you know my dad played there as well, so I I, I relish that moment as well. Um, you know, I like to think I was part of that win. Um, and, you know, anytime I get to go back to any of the stadiums he he, he played for or played against, I, I love it. And I, I really do feel like I'm connecting with him again. And then, you know, it wasn't just my dad. It was like all my friends and family. Like my wife got to come down and, you know, hang out with you guys. And, you know, having that, that fan base again of just – Friends and family was just really cool. Obviously, we uh, the Steeler fans travel extremely well, but it was just it was it was a fun atmosphere to be around. No man, it was awesome, and like you said, the Steeler fans were out. Like it, you know. And I've I've always wanted to ask you this. We, you know, it felt like Saturday Sunday could have been that. Where is the place that you like really looked around and were like, "Holy crap, this is a home game." Oh man. Uh, Atlanta has always been one of those places because I've known of all the Steeler fans that have been in Atlanta and there are tons of them. But when we go out the West Coast, uh, it's probably a tie between Arizona and, you know, the old um, San Diego Chargers Stadium was kind of crazy. It was even crazy when we played in the San, San Diego Chargers Stadium because they even played Renegade for a second. And we were like, Man, what is going on? They really are trying to turn this. And then they tried to do like the uh, Rick Rubin thing. Uh, but like, it was just like, you already started Renegade. So like now everybody's feeling it is like, oh, you really want to do a Renegade. So like everybody's on our side. And so it, it, it's fun to play places and take over the crowd. Um, you know, it's like, you know, walking your trap and take over your trap. No, man. It, when, when, Connor scored, like I think we talked about it. When Connor scored, it was loud. But when Minka yeah. got the pick, too, late to, to finish that game off, it was loud, man. It felt like, too, every time Atlanta was on offense, they almost needed to go silent count or they couldn't like they couldn't hear. It, it, that has to be a really cool feeling, though, to know the fans, even when the year hasn't gone maybe the way you guys wanted to at the moment, that they're still traveling out and coming to support. Yeah. You know, our fans are very loyal, obviously. We're not with the the best record right now, and, you know, we got to work towards that. Um, but our fans have, you know, remain loyal and keep fighting with us every, every way. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, going on the road and keep trying to get these W's and seeing our fans, you know, standing up and being loud. Yeah, man, just keep stacking them. That's all you need. You guys got a shot here. Um, all right, so I did want to talk. There was a moment on the sidelines. George Pickens uh, seemed a little frustrated on Sunday. Um, Tomlin kind of dismissed that today and, and said that he wants a guy a competitor. But I also saw you went up and talked to George. You don't have to tell us what you said, but what did you feel in that moment? You need to go up there and kind of spread some wisdom to the young guy. 
you know, I honestly didn't know what, what all was going on, but I could just tell in his body language that, you know, he needed to pick me up. Um, and, you know, as a captain, as a leader, I'm always going to have my guys back. Uh, and, you know, I just said, George, this game's going to gonna keep coming your way. Um, one game, one play, one series is not the end of George. Uh, and so um, when, the, when it's not looking your way, you look for other ways to be better. And, you know, we got the W. That's the main point. But, man, we like George's hunger. George is going to be a heck of a player in this league for a very long time. Um, and, you know, when he's able to mold that into uh, his game and continue to keep growing, uh, he's going to be a hell of a player. Yeah, no, it was cool to see you go over there and talk to him a little bit. And like I said, Tomlin said today that, you know, he doesn't maybe like the way that he was expressing it, but still wants the guy to have that hunger. Um, but speaking of Tomlin, did you see his other viral moment when he was walking on the field? The video that's gone, like 2 million people have seen it. Have you seen it? How is that viral? What do you mean, how's it viral? Everybody it was viral? talking about it. Oh, yeah. Where he told the guy, I'm, I'm, I'm effing working. Well, they shouldn't have been back there in the first place. I know. That's weird, man. I, it's weird in Atlanta how, like, I was in that room and, like, I looked behind me and y'all were walking by. It's really kind of a strange thing how they make you guys walk by in that class. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I look, it's like we're treated like zoo animals, it feels like. Like, it's just – I. I'd rather just walk out and be with the fans rather than me walking in. And it's like, oh, there's Cam walking through the glass. Yeah, I remember pounding on the glass and you didn't look. It was it was kind no. of upsetting. You didn't even acknowledge me as I was pounding on the glass. I almost decided, I almost mooned you, honestly, to show you what I was doing in there. Sorry, babe. Not interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, one more thing on the Steeler fans. They travel better than any fan base you've ever seen? Uh, for the NFL. Really? You know, there's There's another team I'm very fond of that – Travels pretty damn well too, uh, oh. I think. You know, and we'll we'll get to them later. But I'll say for the NFL, Steeler fans travel better than anybody. I think Steeler fans and Packer fans probably travel the best. What about Buffalo? Oh, Buffalo! Buffalo is very good as well. I got to give credit to them. Um, what was it? I think it was like week one. Buffalo was playing the the LA Rams, and you saw Buffalo take over that stadium. It was really cool. I mean, can we not agree, though? Anybody who plays the Rams pretty much seems to take it. <laughs> like, listen, man, the 49ers had like a home, have had like four home games there the last time they played. I know. Like, it's not, I don't know. Uh, you know, those L.A. games, you know, they got Lakers games. You got Dodgers. You got Angels. Then you got the Rams and you got, uh, you know, the Chargers. So, <laughs> I think everybody's a little bit busy. That's got to be a little tough, though. Like, if you got to go silent count at home, that would be kind of annoying as a player, I feel like. Yeah. Silent count at home is kind of crazy. Like, um, you want that home field advantage um, because, especially for a defense, we thrive off of, a home, like, a home field advantage because, you know, we're loud. Uh, we got to get you to talk more, and then we can start to pick up on your signals. Um, and then if you're not able to, you know, be cohesive through your unit. I mean, it, that's when you really start to get penalties, um, you know, false starts, uh, you name it. And then that's where, you know, defense can really thrive. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right. Well, Cam, I don't know. Me and you were talking earlier today, and you sent me a clip of Deion Sanders addressing his Colorado team for the first yeah. time. Um, how would you react to Dion saying he's bringing his own luggage and it's Louie? This is the thing. Like, I, I feel like you can react as like, like a fan, like looking at it. And then you have to react as the player, like as the player, you're like, Oh snap. He's trying to replace me. Like, and you know, the competitor in me is like, he, he he's not going to be able to replace me. I know how good I am. And like, he's going to have to, you know, just cause he's bringing in Louie doesn't mean there's not Louie here. <laughs> and so, you know, but as the as the fan watching it, I was like, "Ooh, he kind of went in right there." And you know, uh, I think Dion's going to demand a lot. Uh, it was kind of funny to watch him say, "You know, I already got my quarterback. My son's coming there." And so and then he tried to like walk it back and say, "Like, you know, he's going to have to work for it." But you know, I I, I think you got to create a culture where uh, you're not weeding out. But you're making sure this team is not going to live with the level of success they've had um, previously. So um, it's going to be interesting. Um, it, he says he's bringing in Louie. He better win quick because that's not going to be Louie. That's going to be like I don't know what a knockoff bag or something if he doesn't get it right. Well, in his defense, they were 1-11 one and, one and last year. Um, right. They're on a six-game losing streak. They're not very good. So I don't know if there's that much Louie in the building, if we're being honest about <laughs> it. Um, but I I am curious, though, like, does this conversation happen a lot more when coaching changes are made and it's just not made public like he did, like he made it? I think so. Um, you know, I can – I think when Urban finally went to Ohio State, he, I don't know what he said – but I do know he was running guys into the ground and said, just quit. I want you to quit. Uh, And so, you know, I think that really happens a lot with the new regime because they feel like uh, they want to bring in new players. And we got to understand guys, like there's like 1300 players in the portal now, which is crazy. Like it's no holds barred now. Like any guy is available now to come in that in the next year and play right away. So now, like, you have to be at the top of the list or you're falling behind almost a thousand different guys uh, and so many guys fighting for scholarships. Um, And then you got to bring in the freshman recruiting class. So not a lot of people talk about it's just the transfer portal. No, it's the transfer portal plus all the incoming freshmen. Uh, 
and they're all fighting for the same scholarships. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, um, you know, you, it's going to be, it's really hard to make your entire team out of a transfer portal, but you know, if anyone can do it, prime can. Well, I'll say USC kind of did that this year and almost made the final four. So, you know, and I do think he got a great quarterback and Dion's kid's pretty good too. So I guess yeah. my question to you is how quickly do you think he could turn around? And then my question is how quickly is he gone from Colorado and in the SEC or the big 10? What, what does turning around look like? I mean, Cam, one win last year. I think if, they, if they're bowl eligible they this two year. Wins, they, they turn oh, yeah, two wins, they've improved. But I'm thinking five to six wins in a bowl uh, game is, I mean, that's an amazing job, especially yeah. in that conference. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's going to be really cool to see. Um, what is, Col- is Colorado in the Pac-12? Pac-12? Okay, yeah, they're Pac-12. Pac-12. I got to understand because I'm still thinking like Colorado is not part of it because yeah. when I played, it was different. Yeah. But, you know, you look at it and it's like if he's able to make a premier bowl, man, the sky's the limit. You give that guy the opportunity to coach anywhere when he's doing stuff like that. Um, you know, I've always thought Prime's going to wind up back at Florida State somehow. And – or he's going to wind up taking Saban's job when he's done, but that won't be for a while. But uh, you look at it and say, if he's able to succeed at such a prominent place in a bit, a power five conference, um, you know, now we're looking at 12 teams, guys, 12 teams are going in the college football playoff. So now if, if he gets to the number 12 spot, what are we saying? Like any jobs available. And so it's going to be really cool going forward to see, you know, these teams that were always on the brink of making it, like a UFC, UCF or, you know, all these different teams that might not have been the premier job. They are going to be on the spotlight now because of this college football and, you know, the, the, with the 12 teams. And I can see Prime, you know, one to two years in, I mean, two to three years in, really taking off. Well, and if he takes advantage of the transfer portal, I mean, Michigan State had a year where they, you know, went 11 and two or whatever because they had mainly guys out of the portal. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely possible to get good quick. And I'm glad you mentioned the college football playoff um, because four teams were announced this over the weekend. The last um, four. The three last teams four. earned it. Three teams earned it. And then one sat at home and was just given a, ch- a chance to play in the final four. Um, but you know, I, I, what'd you think? The Buckeyes snuck in off of, uh, you know, mercy. Wait, wait, three teams earned it. Well, no, three teams earned it. Three teams earned their championship game and actually, you know, got a chance to play for a conference title and didn't get to sit at home over the weekend. I apologize. I I think all teams earned it because you don't just make it off of merit. If we were making off of merit, there's another team that would have said they should have been in. Well, no, 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 no. He based that off point spreads. (laughs) <laughs> he was like, yeah, who would win in the game head to head? Okay. Say, like, what are we doing here? I mean, that was ridiculous. You guys, yeah. Ohio state deserved to be in was, it was, I hate to say it. USC losing. You guys were the only option. That's, yeah. that's the way it is. And, and, and I'm only giving you a hard time about backing in, but uh, I mean, you have to be happy. Now you got a bad draw. I can't believe they didn't make Michigan and Ohio state play each other again. I was kind of surprised we didn't get that in the first round unless they they want that to be the grand finale cuz that that's a heck of a grand finale though if you get Ohio State and Michigan in the championship that is the game. Do you know how much they would love hyping that up ESPN um 
you know, they would love saying the game is the national championship. And so that would be really cool. But it's going to be very tough. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, they've got a very good team. And uh, Jalen Carter uh, leads that way. Stetson B- Bennett as well uh, for the UGA uh, Bulldogs. Uh, we have a friend that's a big Bulldog fan. And, you know, he's been pumping his chest the last two years. So I would love to be the team that knocks him down and makes him feel a little inferior for a little bit. And then we can get that revenge game going. I mean, that's going to be a tough matchup. It really is. Georgia's really good. Probably been the best team all year. And, um, I mean, I'll say this, though. You know, the last time you guys, quote-unquote, snuck in, you went to the Sugar Bowl, I believe, and beat Alabama, and then you won the Natty against Oregon. So if anybody has done it, you guys have done it. And the offense is good. Now, I did see in Jigba, Jackson and Jigba is out, um, which right. hurts. But, I mean, let's be real. Marvin Harrison Jr. being your second guy is not a – or, you know, your number one now is not a bad thing. He's been that all year. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, um, hopefully we learn from our mistakes. Um, you know, I like to think we got our loss out. Let, let's, let's keep it moving. Um, and so uh, other guys have to step up. Um, I think our running game will be a lot better going forward. We had some guys injured. Uh, so we'll see what happens when we get to the college playoff. Man, that's going to be a fun one. Georgia, the dogs are going to be ready for that run game. You better be ready, man. They're coming to hit you guys in the mouth. It's going to be ugly, I think. They're going to win by 10 points. They're going to win by. Um, The same thing. um, (laughs) Wait, you want to talk about the other side now? What, TCU and Michigan? Yeah. Don't Uh, run away from it. I'll say this. I think I would have preferred to play TCU first before Ohio State. Um, I think, listen, if we're being honest, Ohio state, I think is a better team than TCU. Um, I just think they're more talented. Stroud is a very dynamic quarterback, but I say that and TCU is a good football team. Um, we'll see. I think Michigan takes care of business in that. Um, but you know, I don't want to be too confident. Um, I just think the physicality (laughs) of Michigan is going to be too much. I think Michigan's going to run the ball on them. And I, I just, I just think they're going to kind of overpower them. You got to be careful because uh, TCU is an explosive offense. Um, you look at that Kansas State game; they were down, and then Dugan really got them going. So um, you can't overlook a team like that. No, of course not. I mean, I think um, you know you thinking you have the easy game too as a team yeah. is a bad thing because then you start to underestimate the opponent. So hopefully, Michigan takes them serious. I know I'm dismissing them, but I hope the University of Michigan is not dismissing TCU. <laughs> Take them serious so we can go play Georgia. Or Ohio State in the final. Yeah. Um, some other news, though, clean up here with you. Um, surprising move here. Baker Mayfield was cut. Do you see who claimed him? The Rams. Very yeah, surprised. I figured the 49ers would be the team to do that, but maybe they're doing this like a gamesmanship thing. Yeah, you never know. Um, you know, both teams have some injured quarterbacks, um, and, you know, the Rams jumped at it. But you would have thought, oh, I guess the Rams had the – had the higher higher selection, so um, that's what it came down to. But uh, you know, good for Baker. Uh, you know, I don't think he was he was getting his his time in Carolina. Uh, asked to be released, um, and you know he's going to a place where Sean McVay is going to put him in a good situation. If anything, Sean McVay can scheme up with the best of them and make sure that his offensive players are featured in the right way. So it, it'll be good for him. Um, you know, we'll see what happens and, you know, we'll see if Baker makes any noise out there. 
you think he could have helped a team like San Francisco? I mean, I know they've got the the Mr. Relevant playing quarterback right now, so almost a guy with some experience might have helped. I, I think in both of those situations, Baker can thrive um, because it's an offensive-minded coach who's going to make sure Baker Mayfield gets to play Baker Mayfield football. It's not just, hey, we're going to let you sit back, you know, um, this night this might be your weakness. We're not going to really, you know, this is how we do it here. No, these offensive-minded coaches, we know what you like. We know we, what's, you know, we're here for intake, and so we might have to shorten the field, you know, do a couple rollouts, you know, get you playing with your feet a lot more. Uh, and when you do that, that allows Baker to be a lot more successful, I think. Yeah, I think San Francisco would have been cool, too, because I love that roster. I mean, I think they got skill guys all around them. They can run it. And I mean, I just think he would he would do really well in that. Um, all right, well let's let's get let's get a little update here. You got a big matchup, divisional matchup with the Ravens this weekend, a must win game. You know what I mean? Five and yeah. seven, got to get to six and seven. Uh, looks like Lamar is out. So how do you prepare now for Huntley? Uh, Huntley, we got to play last year. Um, you know, and we needed that one last year. Um, Huntley's a very good quarterback. Uh, very sneaky. If you're if you're not if you don't take care of your business. Uh, he, he's mobile, uh, throws a good ball, go, throws a great seam ball down the middle to Mark Andrews. Uh, and now they've got another tight end as well that's doing pretty well, a, a young guy. Uh, and they've added some pieces. Uh, they're, they're wide receivers. You, you got a guy like Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, Gus Edwards can run the ball. Um, and they have a lot of misdirection and a lot of uh, – things to really test you so you really got to make sure everybody takes their keys everybody is able to um you know bottle up the quarterback and make sure he doesn't scramble uh because tyler huntley is is definitely capable uh, of winning games in this league so it's going to be tough but i'm looking forward to the challenge how similar is it to playing lamar well lamar is lamar like the dude is electric like you know he's gonna be getting he's gonna be one of the highest paid sooner or later, but it's not like Tyre Huntley is any slouch. The dude, uh, you know, makes if you're if you underestimate him, he will make sure you pay for it. Uh, it comes down to everybody buying in, locking in. Uh, you can still run a lot of zone reads, but you know with Lamar out, you just don't know. So. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a win by community committee rather than win by one person. Uh, and, you know, we got to make sure we do a great job of, you know, everybody staying locked in. Yeah, no. Um, how different is this week? I saw Tomlin talking about some of the December matchups with the Ravens. This feels to me as close to a, like a college rivalry week as anything you guys have on the schedule. Maybe Cincinnati as well and Cleveland. I The division games are important, but Baltimore feels like a game that feels like Michigan-Ohio State or something like that. It, it's weird because in rivalry games, you got only get one, and we <laughs> are always scheduled for two. And in years past, you've gotten three because mm-hmm. of the playoffs. So, you know, these games – it's always like a slow build and it feels like these games matter so much more every time you play them. And, uh, you know, it's not bragging rights. It's the right to go to the playoffs most of the time. And, uh, these are hard nosed teams with a lot of hall of famers on both sides, uh, and a lot of grinding out type of wins that, you know, um, you want to be a part of, um, you know, it's always the, 
you know, there's a yin to a yang with these guys, right? You know, you got your Chris Boswells. They got their kicker over there. Um, you know, now we got a young quarterback in Kenny Pickett. They've had Lamar. Um, you know, there's always, you know, we have a Devin Bush. They have a Patrick Queen. Um, you know, they, they've taken running backs over there. Um, and we have Najee Harris. There's always a flip side. You got Deontay Johnson. Um, and then you look at that other side. And you got some really good corners over there as well. So uh, it's a yin to yang, and uh, it brings out the best because of the competition. And you got to relish these moments when you play the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and shout out to the NFL schedule makers. They always seem to make it to where you guys play them from like week 12 to week 16. And it's like, you know, all divisional games, and you've got to always win them. And like I said, these are two, the next two times you play them this weekend and the end of the year. Two must wins. You got to. You guys got to win out. So it's it's all yeah. must wins from here on out. Put up or shut up time. Um, can't look around. We just got to, you know, take it one game at a time. Yeah, man. Let's go. Stack another win this week, and then on to the next one. Let's go. Yes, and that is another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. Thank you guys for listening in and tuning in to our show. It was really nice to talk to my brother today. Uh, had a heck of a game. It was also really cool to talk, you know, seeing Ohio State get back in the picture. Uh, and, you know, looking forward to the matchup this week with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Hayden, appreciate you being on, as always. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe uh, to whatever platform you have. Um, also, you can like and retweet on Twitter for Walter Payton Man of the Year or the Pro Bowl. Those are both two two big things I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, thank you guys every time for staying tuned, and we'll see you next time.